Hello, I'm Joanna Robinson. And I'm Neil Miller. And I'm Dave Gonzalez, and we're ostensibly friends who've been podcasting together for almost a decade. We survived the long night covering HBO's Game of Thrones and spent our pandemic lockdown evaluating the ABC series Lost, and now we're embarking on our most important journey yet, debating pop culture's most pressing questions. Each week, we'll come to the ultimate conclusion to a question like, who's the best Batman villain? What's the best legacy sequel of all time? Is a hot dog a sandwich? No, we're not debating if a hot dog is a sandwich. Because everybody knows it is a sandwich and we could all agree. That doesn't sound right. Just like reading Rainbow of Old, you don't have to take our word for it as each episode ends with four nominees in a listener poll to decide the final superlative. What's the best chili bean? No! Dave, are you just hungry? That's debatable, Neil. Find Trial by Content Tuesdays on Spotify, TheRinger.com, or wherever you're listening right now. It's good to stay up to date. That's why you listen to all of your favorite Ringer podcasts, right? And that's why the 2024 Nissan Rogue has Google built right into its 12.3-inch touchscreen infotainment system. With Google Maps, Assistant, and more, you can stay up to date on everything that's ahead without even needing to connect your phone. Find your next adventure with a Nissan SUV. Learn more about the Nissan Rogue, Pathfinder, and Armada at NissanUSA.com. This episode is brought to you by Duncan. Duncan just dropped a new kind of energy, and they call it sparked energy. Are you a spontaneous spirit who likes bringing a high-octane feel to the group chat? Grab a berry burst sparked energy. Love bringing that upbeat comedy vibe wherever you go? Turn the fun up to 11 with their peach sunshine flavor. Whatever your energy, Duncan's here to match it with a revitalizing burst of caffeine and full-on fruit flavors. Even better, a medium sparked energy is $3 now through March 19th. Drop by and get sparked by Duncan. Sparked energy drinks are fruit flavored, contain 0% fruit juice. Beverages contain caffeine from caffeine and guarana. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Welcome into the Ringerverse. This is, of course, the Ringer's Nexus podcast feed for all things fandom. We are Joey the Explainer at Dinner On. You've got questions. He's got answers. We are Steve, the architect Almond, the tinker of things. We are Old Man Van. He of the receding, resurgent hairline. We are Cold Baby Chuck, 24 karat closer, aka the Brunch Hottie, <coughs> aka Mr. Galaxy Brain. Together, we are known as. Of the Midnight Boys! Up your All right, look, you have to follow us. You have to follow us on socials, guys. Okay. Um, Insta, Twitter, Facebook. Save Jomi's job. Look, if you're certain people, maybe you don't want to be on Twitter right now. You know? If you're maybe like a Zion mm. Williamson. Mm. You know, maybe the Twitter is a tough place for you. But... As far as the midnight, are we are talking concerned. about Yon Zilliamson? <laughs> <laughs> look, that there, look. There's a reason it's Insta, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok, and not Snapchat. All right? No Snapchat. Not Snapchat. No Snapchat. Yeah, yeah. Snapchat. Tough, tough stuff for the kids. Uh, save Domi's job. Look, programming. Okay, this Friday, Min Edition will review Transformers: Rise of the Beasts, featuring our newest cast member here at the Ringiverse. Jessica Clemens. 
It's fantastic and looking forward to that. There's already some dissension amongst the Mint Boys about Transformers Rise of the Beasts. I haven't seen it. Guys, are you excited to let the people know about what you think about this movie? I am. I'm super excited. Of course, people know Joe means. We're very excited here. You're in the pocket of big Transformers. Big Hasbro has you paid. Charles, bro. Charles, <laughs> listen. Look, we're gonna record the podcast. You're gonna listen to it, and you're gonna understand. All right, you're gonna have to understand, Steve. Charles. If you don't keep this man in check, bro, because he's gonna lie. Trust I mean, like, me. Nah, no, don't. I'm don't, keeping he's gonna everything lie, he's gonna real. Lie to you. It's gonna lie to you. Don't listen to him. You're gonna be a liar the whole time. There, there. Right, just listen. There's not gonna be any hyperbole here. I promise you that. We are gonna be fair and judgment free. That's not true. That's of not true. opinions, but I'm gonna state facts about what I think of these maximals. All right, Monday, the House of R will be building their best Spider-Man movie. Interesting. I cannot wait. Best Spider-Man movie. I guess we're combining all of the elements of different Spider-Man movies and we're putting them together to make the best Spider-Man movie. That's going to be a very Director. fun experiment. Oh, Director, okay. actor, like, story. Is that what we're doing? Uh, yeah, yeah I guess so. I, whatever they do, I'm into it. Check in with them on Monday. <clears throat> Next Friday, the Midnight Boys will return to talk about The Flash. And God damn it, let me tell you, I don't know if I've ever been more jammed up from a, for a podcast in the history of this entire deal that we've been doing. I haven't seen the movie. I can't wait to see it. And I can't wait to have the discourse. Uh, this is a monumental watershed moment in DC's history <laughs> and in the history of the fandom. You guys, next Friday, we get to finally do the podcast on the movie that's been called The Citizen Kane of Our Times. I'll be real. If this movie isn't one of the best superhero movies of all time, if this is not top three, the chopper sing it, bro. Like, um, scorched her. Because y'all, I let DC fucking run wild. Everybody was trying to tell me that this was the best thing since sliced bread. If y'all was lying, y'all gonna hear about it. I need, so I need like to see who's to, paid off. I need to see have who's... a couple conversations, yeah. There's gonna be some conversations. David Zaslov? You know what I'm saying? Hit up my people. Hit up Arjuna. Hit up Steve. It's not too late for the check to clear, okay? You have, at this point, once it's coming out Wednesday, we got a little yeah. over a week. We, so. we can be bought. We can. We can. The price has just got to be right. That's all. Right. Look right. at Jomi. He's already been bought. Excuse me. <laughs> I ain't seen no check. All right. I, 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 I ain't seen my bank account balance still the same, player. Mm. On today's show, we're drafting our favorite time travel movies and television shows, okay? Time travel, movies and TV shows in the entire fandom. We're talking about them. Now, we have a treat for you after that because Jomi watched Million Dollar Baby. <laughs> and we're going to clear out <laughs> for Jomi <laughs> to give us <laughs> his reactions a million dollar baby, particularly the last portion of the movie, which I rewatched and put Kalika through and was somehow... <laughs> Had Kalika ever seen it? No. And it did not make for a great wow. night. I'll tell you straight up. She was upset <laughs> me. ruined the night. She was upset at Clint Eastwood. She was upset at a lot of different people for making her endure that. 
first it was about girl power, and then it wasn't. And she was very upset. Okay, there you go. All right, letting you guys know we're about to get to the draft. Uh, spoiler warning for all time travel movies, television shows, and adjacent content. And unfortunately, guys, we'll also be spoiling Million Dollar Baby, <laughs> which came out a long time ago. Million Dollar Baby came out almost 20 years, years ago. Almost 20 years. So if you haven't gotten a chance to watch it, there were people that hit me up about me spoiling Guardians. There were people that hit me up about me spoiling uh, Green Lantern. I'm serious. Wait, which Guardians? Guardians Volume 3 or the original Guardians? Guardians Volume... Actually, they didn't say. They said, thank you for spoiling ah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. And my response was, it really doesn't matter which Guardians of the Galaxy you're talking about because they're all past the spoil date at this point to me. If you haven't seen Guardians 3, guys, what is, like, Let's do it you. real quick. For the Midnight Boys, what is the official spoiler warning like after this date? What's the statute of limitations, you mean? Yeah, like, and then we're talking about it. Three or four days after that, stay off until you see it. Mm, I'd give it a week. I'd give it a week. A week? I do TV and movies, like, a separate. So Different. movies. I agree. You get a weekend. Yeah. Get a weekend, right? Yeah, movies are and a weekend. That's what I was talking about. Are movies weekend. are weekend. Television days. is immediate. Television, stay offline, right? It's like a sports event. If you're not no, watching the game... Yeah, you know, you should stay off Twitter it, once Succession drops. Like, that's the... Yeah, stay off well, Twitter. I, that's I, actually, you. I actually think it's the opposite. I think, I think, well... Actually, no, Jomi's right. Because TV, you get a shorter amount of time. Film, it, 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 you get a longer gotta, time. Because people got to go, go to, to the movies. movies you got to get to see a movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's three days. You get a weekend. You get Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> That's nice. Some people go to see a movie in the second weekend, though, Charles. But we, we need to come up with the Midnight Boys. You know what we should do? We should draft. Uh, we should do a pot around this. We should do a Midnight Boys uh, Bill of Rights for the audience. Okay? Ooh, we, should do a mid we should have a Bill of Rights. Yeah. A Bill of Rights for the audience. The Midnight Bylaws. And we should come up with all of these laws. And then we Midnight should have... Magna Carta. Midnight, Ooh, the Magna, Magna, Carta. Magna Carta. We should come together, right, and a set of rules for everyone that we have to stick to and that we can invoke on each other and on the audience. And one of them, the most important one of them, has to be the spoiler fresh uh, statute. When is something fresh and when is it spoiled? Because we can't. I can't have y'all. Guards of the Galaxy came out a month ago, y'all. Y'all gotta go see the movie, man. I'm so I, I'm sorry. Y'all gotta I, like, it, it's like it, it, y'all gotta go see the movie, man. I, I'm not trying to be a dick. I know people who have jobs and some people are in school, might be in another country or whatever. But it came out a month ago, man. We've already covered it on the pod. We already spoiled it. So I don't know what you want me to do. You know what I mean? Anyway, okay. Get into the rules, Charles, of this draft. All right. So next week. DC finally releases one of the most controversial um, movies in fandom in recent memory, The Flash. And seeing as the Scarlet Speedster is one of the most famous time travelers in fandom, the Midnight Boys are doing our time travel draft. Each of us get four picks. We go in snake draft order. As always, any movie or TV show is eligible as long as time travel is central to the plot of the story. So no picking loss or heroes or anthology series like The Twilight Zone or Black Mirror. All of them disqualified. Without all being said, 
Arjuna, who's going first, second, third, and fourth? Okay, first up is Van, second is Steve, third is Jomi, and bringing up the rear is Charles. God. That's the second time Van's gotten the first pick. I think we should be able to view the process because this is ridiculous. Show me, why don't you shut your mouth? No audits. No audits. Okay, like why, why don't saying. you why don't you shut your your black? I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> What's your first pick, man? Back to the future. <laughs> easy, like easy. Yeah, easy work. Back to the Future. Now, I almost picked Back to the Future 2 because I happen to like Back to the Future 2 more than Back to the Future 1. What? I do. Yeah, I, me too. Wait, no, this is... Both of you, please explain yourself. Like, this is wild. I mean, what's wild? No, like, Back to the Future 2 is a good movie, but, like, Back to the... The original is, like, a perfect movie. Yeah, I didn't say. See, see, this is sometimes what happens. I didn't say, <laughs> you know, I didn't say that Back to the Future Two was better than Back to the Future One. I said I like it better mm. because I like Hill Valley in the future. I like Gray Fair. Sports Almanac. Yep. I like Bad Biff Timeline. This is the first <laughs> time that we got timeline talk in a movie. The timeline jumped off. I like Air all Mags. that stuff. We got the like, Air Mags and the floating, the floating skateboard, the hoverboard. I, so, I like when he goes back into like to the school and he sees the events yeah. of Back to the Future One happening. Mm-hmm. Like That's that stuff is cool. Right, yeah, it's cool. So I I like the movie, but Back to the Future One is better, right? And it's probably the single most popular time travel movie of all time. I would say, I would say of time travel movies, because I'm only gonna do. This, this is what I'm doing. I'm only going to do one big, huge time travel movie. Right. I'm only going to do one big one like this. And then my, everything is your heart. You're going from your heart with the rest Everything of else is my heart. Mm. That's that, that's more or less how I'm doing this, too. Everything like, well, else Steve, is that's my how you always well, do Well, Steve, yeah. I'm determined to lose. <laughs> yeah, everything else is my heart. So this is, so I had a bunch of big blockbusters. This and it, this is the best one I could possibly get. So I'm going with Back to the Future at number one. Can I can I pitch you guys on like something I was thinking about? Would you guys watch like a Spider Punk spinoff that's like Back to the Future? Okay, but when he goes to the future, like in the past, he realizes that he creates drill, and like he has to basically like fall back in love with real music punk. So this like, is he, it's like this is Hobie. Going yes. through time, accidentally inventing drill rap, him loving that, and then he's got to go back to his roots. No, no, he realizes like he creates drill, and then he's like, "God damn, man! Like I got to get back to the wait, roots why, of rock why, and roll." Wait, wait, wait. How does he so create he goes, drill? He goes to the future? <laughs> no, he would go to the past. Smoke. He would go to the past. Wait, he no, no he past. sees the future. He sees pop smoke, and he's like, "Oh no, I've <laughs> done, I've done too much. I've gone too far." Yes, and then he goes. Back. Yeah, what's the Nexus event that he's like, I need to fix this? <laughs> it would be his Jesus bit. Christ. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. Okay. <laughs> First of all, let's get into what would have to happen here. So, so many things. <laughs> <laughs> so, does he see? Is there like a scene where he sees what drill music has done, where people are smoking on ops and Jacksonville's going crazy and they playing G? Like, this is a rated R Spider Punk movie, right? Because he creates drill 
Yeah. We can't do a PG-13 we, or a PG drill movie. Uh-huh. So he got to go on some drills. He got to be party to some drills. He got to be in Jacksonville, Chicago, the Bronx, London. No, they got they got UK drill too. Like he'll meet Drake. Drake will no, show no, up. No, no. Here's well. Here's the thing. We have to establish what time he's coming from to where he's going to. Because I'm assuming that he this is like what 1980s, 1970s London that he's coming from. Like peak punk in the, in London in the 70s. I would imagine whatever universe he is, it like time it could be like 2000s, but it's probably stuck in an era where. He's got to be a, a rebel to be able to like advance his right. agenda. Or, or right, if so. this was Back to the Future too, he realizes that his future son is a drill rapper, and that's what he's trying to stop. Oh, it's about your kids, Marty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sorry, I de- I derailed this within the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not against this. <laughs> what's, wait, wait, what's wait, wrong wait, with drill? Wait, wait, wait. Jummy. <laughs> uh, let's not have a separate conversation, okay? Because <laughs> right. y'all, because y'all call me old man Van, but I'm about to get real old on y'all. All right, let's just move on to the next bit. We should talk about, or uh, we should. I, I, li- I like to have a corner where we just pitch movies that using phantom characters because that's good. Him creating drill, and I think that Drake wasn't really drill as much as it was grime. I feel like Drake was a more grime and not quite UK drill. Am I wrong about that? I feel like Drake. It was it was on the bleeding edge a little bit, but I get what you're saying. It was yeah. like grime, and then yeah, it was okay. a little bit of both. Whatever. I don't know how we got here, but it was fantastic. Okay, <laughs> back to the future one. Back to, oh, back, back to the future. Number one. Great pick. Number Who's one pick. Next? Love Steve. Steve. Uh, that'll be me. Um, all right. I won't go any of the other Back to the Futures. Not that, that it disqualifies it, but I Back to the Future 1 would have been my pick. Looking at my list here, I think my board probably has to go with, I think, probably the most explosive and exhilarating and fun action time travel movie that I've probably ever seen in my life. And the more and more I revisit this, and the second that I saw this, I rewatched it last night. I think Edge of Tomorrow might be Tom Cruise's Fuck. best movie. I did not think you were going there. Edge of Tomorrow Edge is tomorrow. No, Edge of Tomorrow it like kicks ass. I should have I should have drafted I should have dra- drafted it first. Yeah, no, it's great. Wait, like, second I, I, overall I sh- pick though? Yes. I should uh, look, yes. look. Here's the thing, Yo, here's the thing. I Edge of Tomorrow is amazing. So look, I obviously this is a Jordy LaForge but like it absolutely is. Obviously, it's a Jordy LaForge, but I respect this Jordy LaForge. No, like, come I, on. I, 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 100%. I wanted, I, I, there was no way I thought any guys would draft the movie. I'll be honest with you. I just thought, I didn't, oh, come I didn't on. think you'd draft it. Oh, it's come on. great. It's one of my it's, favorites. It, it's, it, I love that movie. Yes. It's I could have drafted movie. first and I wouldn't have drafted it second. That's fine. I just knew I was going to be able to get Edge of Tomorrow, man. No. It's a good movie. I, is this a Jordan? Let's let's have a vote of the three of us. Is this a Jordan LaForge? I can guarantee you, I'm uh, hundred percent Jordan LaForge picks two, in this draft. Absolutely. At number two, hundred percent. Number two, absolutely. Don't you worry. You could have got, got this I got, when we I got went back some, up. You could. I got some bananas picks coming for you. Like, don't oh, you worry 100%. about it just tomorrow. So you're LaForge in your whole draft is what you're He's, trying to. It's say. what he does every time. <laughs> this is every draft. He's not this serious. This is like why the women love Steve. You know, he always goes with his art. Yeah, yeah, he does. I can't, for real though, I don't like I I can't explain how much I love this movie because I, almost at every turn, not only is Tom Cruise amazing, but it makes me it makes me realize that Tom Cruise always acts like he is in the greatest movie of all time and everybody else in that movie acts like they're in a Tom Cruise movie. 
because there's nothing that you can do to like match whatever energy Tom Cruise is giving you other than playing against him. And I think Emily Blunt does that. I think everybody in the bunker with him does that. Um, I think Bill Paxton does an amazing job in this movie. The script is super tight. Action's amazing. Uh, I, I can't. I can't possibly recommend this movie any higher. Like it's so cool. One of the best time travel concepts ever. If it could, if it would have been a greater hit if it got the title right the first time. Yeah, it's true. You know, I it mean, was called it all- "Live Die Repeat," and then they're like, "Wait, just playing. We're calling mm-hmm. it Edge of Tomorrow." Well, I'll, yeah. I'll say this: that was during the dark years for Tom as well. That's like, true. It, it, it's so post dark universe, just post dark universe. Well, Mummy. Tom, yeah, yeah, so so Tom made some movies, and I'm a Tom defender of that of that era. I'm a defender of the dark years of Tom, and let's I'm gonna go to his to his filmography real quick and tell you what these dark years are because Tom continued to make Mission Impossible movies, and the Mission Impossible movies went from being good to Mission Impossible Two, Mission Impossible Three is okay, and then they just kept making them till they became they were never bad. But they kept making them until they became fucking fantastic. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. They kept making them until they just fucking at some point. But in the middle here, you're looking at, so Oblivion, uh, mm. Rock of Ages. Oh, boy. Ghost Protocol is pretty cool. Jack Ghost Reacher. Great. Like, I like the first Jack Reacher. No. Ja- no. Jack Re- I, I like no. the first Jack Reacher. So, so all of these movies, I stand for these movies. Guess what? I like Oblivion. Minkalika saw it in theaters. And we went to the arc light, and it's one of the enduring mo- moments of our. I like I like Oblivion. I hey, no Oblivion is Oblivion. gorgeous. I'll say that it's a gorgeous movie, but like it's just boring a little bit. So then you have the Mummy, American Made. You have Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. Rogue Nation is in there, but there's a there's a little bit of a dark period for here. And Edge of Tomorrow kind of got lost in the shuffle of we're not really fucking with Tom Cruise right now. Right. If Edge of Tomorrow came out like right now. It would be a gigantic fucking movie because it's a great movie, but it came out during a little bit of a downtime for him. It, it, it really did. was something that got lost in the shuffle of like a generic looking ish action movie because mm-hmm. I, I ultimately when I saw it, I was like, okay, this looks kind of, you know, lame or, you know, run of the mill. And then I saw it. I'm like, what the fuck? This is so good. I mean, here's the thing. Also, all these movies came out at like the peak of the MCU where it was just like, pretty much any action movie that anybody tried to get going or any franchise was just kind of memory hold. Yeah. Like, I wonder if, like, part of Tom Cruise's, like, current success isn't just him being fantastic, but it's also, like, superheroes have cooled and we're kind of looking like, all right, we need a movie star again. He's just like, guys, I've been waiting. So, shout out to this pick. Crazy pick. (laughs) I mean, he's just been going crazy in between, like, Top Gun Maverick and the Mission Impossible movies, like, raising the stakes, especially on the the stunts, you know? Like, he's on the plane in Rogue Nation. And then in Fallout, he's hanging from the helicopter, and he's doing the halo jump, right? And then in Top Gun Maverick, he's, they're in the jets, right? Like, he's just bringing another level to the cinematic arts that, yeah, you know, whether how no matter how you feel about Tom Cruise, every time he's on screen, he brings it, man. Like, he's just... It is what he it almost is. has to kill himself for us to care about him, though. So. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna go to space. I, I'll be honest Can't with wait. you, though. Um, the movies are good. Yeah, uh, Mission yeah. Impossible has upped the ante, and is like Edge of Tomorrow 
in a lot of ways was like Mission Impossible to me because I had given up on the franchise. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait a minute, I'm in the movie. I'm like, wait a minute, man. They kicking ass in this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I mean, a Ghost that? Protocol really set it off for me where I was like, whoa, they're doing what? something crazy. Wait, what was, it? was that Brad Bird who did that one? Yes, Brad Bird. Yeah, oh, like, yeah, I saw that in movie theaters. I was like, I was blown away. I was like, what the fuck is this yeah, movie? Like, like, I was not expecting it. To- <laughs> right, I'm like, they kicking, I thought I was over this shit. Like, they kicking ass in this bitch. And then with Edge of Tomorrow, uh, like, we go see the movie. My brother goes, hey, man, I, I, you know, it, this looks kind of stupid like a video game movie, but like you should see it. Me and Kalika go to see the movie and 20 minutes in, I'm like, I'm not going to lie, man. This shit is kind of off the chain. I'm not going to bullshit you. Yeah. <laughs> and Kalika's like, it's really good. We're in arc light. Yeah, but anyway. All right, cool. So Edge of Tomorrow, sort of a LaForge, but I love the movie, so I don't know if I can call it a pure LaForge. It is a diet LaForge. I promise you, you'll be you'll be madder at some of my picks. I promise Jomi, you. Jomi, can you please pick this draft back up? What are you going with your first pick? Yeah, so man, there's so many. I'm going back to Future Part 2. Uh, let's just Okay. Call it, man. Oh, come back right. to future part two. Let's let's be serious. Uh, like we I mean, we talked about it earlier, but this is definitely like part one is probably the better film, but part two is definitely my favorite. The hoverboard chase, and again, like him going back and seeing himself in the in the in part one was just awesome. The old man makeup, you know, I I, I love it all. It's goofy, I, I it but all, it's fun. So. It's super goofy, and but. It's just so much fun. Like he's he's there on the roof, and he's like, "Hey, man, you know who do you think? How do you think I did this, bro? It was you. I got the almanac, baby." And he jumps off. Then he jumps off, and you're like, "Oh no, Barney McFly! He's he, he's gone!" And then he comes back on the on the DeLorean. Man, this great film. I love that film so much. You love that. You, I do. I. I'm trying to I think do. of like another movie that is like, uh, or like a time travel movie that like interacts with itself from a previous entry, because like I think the I think I can only think of like maybe There's other a lot of one them. other one that like uh, as a series that constantly refers back to itself in a time travel series. Yeah, uh, I th- I'm one. thinking of one, but like there I don't want to blow up a pick. There is there is there is one. Yeah, I mean, and the whole that's what the whole movie is about, and I'm not going to draft it. Okay. I, I'm not going to draft it on purpose because I want one of you sons of bitches to draft it. Guess what? I probably might do it. <laughs> I know you will. And by the way, once you do it, I can't wait to listen to you talk all about it. But I'm telling you right now, we all know the movie that's being discussed, and I will not be drafting the film. Here's the thing. I don't Steve and Charles can't draft it either. Cause y'all went crazy on here last week. Talking about y'all would rather see, uh, you know what? It's cool. Now we we'll, we'll get to. Oh, it when it's we get that there. one. No, no, no. We'll no, get no, to it. We get that. Oh, okay. We'll I'm not. I'm there. not drafting it. I, I I tell you what. I bet Charles drafts it right now. I'm, I'm ready. Chuck, I'm, I'm ready, ready to have the debate. Chuck, I'm ready to have Chuck, the debate. Chuck, Chuck, it's your pick. All right. So I'm honestly appalled that this is going fourth. I thought that this would be either the second or third. <laughs> Dog, I gotta go with T two, bro. Judgment Day, like okay. fucking great classic movie. Great one. Like. One of the best classes in high school I had, we watched this movie. I don't know what the teacher was like programming. It was like a movie class. And it was like Donnie Brasco, T2, Goodfellas, and Dr. Strangelove. Weird class. But I remember a seeing this movie. great class. Great class. No, Dr. Strangelove I'm saying it's a awesome. great class. It was just, I did not understand what the programming was. Like, what was the through line? But watched this movie. Loved it. 
I think that this movie has aged like fine wine and it's one of the rare action movies that just doesn't feel dated when you watch it. Like, it's just like, oh, even some of the CG, it doesn't look like 2023 CG, but it it works. It doesn't take you out. I loved T2 so fucking much. Okay. It, we th- cool? That, oh, that's, that's a great, great pick. pick. Great no, pick. of course. Great fantastic pick. That's a pick. great pick. That's the greatest action movie of all time, in my opinion. I don't, and I don't, I don't consider superhero movies to be action movies. Okay. Okay. They're superhero Really? Movies. I don't. I mean, yeah, that's, they, they're in, they've carved out their own genre in and of themselves. Yeah. Of action movies, I think the greatest action movies, I think it's between Die Hard and T2, and I'm a T2 guy. I don't think T2 the, guy. I think it's the greatest I think action I might be, movie I think I might ever. be a Die Hard guy. Yeah. I Die Hard's I, good, but it doesn't give me the same feeling that, like, Terminator does. Yeah. So look at the gas prices in that movie. Have a good laugh. It's good to stay up to date. That's why you listen to all of your favorite Ringer podcasts, right? And that's why the 2024 Nissan Rogue has Google built right into its 12.3 inch touchscreen infotainment system. With Google Maps, Assistant, and more, you can stay up to date on everything that's ahead without even needing to connect your phone. Find your next adventure with a Nissan SUV. Learn more about the Nissan Rogue, Pathfinder, and Armada at NissanUSA.com. This episode is brought to you by Duncan. Duncan just dropped a new kind of energy, and they call it Sparked Energy. Are you a spontaneous spirit who likes bringing a high-octane feel to the group chat? Grab a Berry Burst Sparked Energy. Love bringing that upbeat comedy vibe wherever you go? Turn the fun up to 11 with their peach sunshine flavor. Whatever your energy, Duncan's here to match it with a revitalizing burst of caffeine and full-on fruit flavors. Even better, a medium-sparked energy is $3 now through March 19th. Drop by and get sparked by Duncan. Sparked energy drinks are fruit-flavored, contain 0% fruit juice. Beverages contain caffeine from caffeine and guarana. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. At Walt Disney World Resort, magic is found in spontaneity. The unplanned, the unexpected, an inside joke born in the Haunted Mansion queue, a surprise stitch sighting in Tomorrowland, watching fireworks from your room. These memories aren't made from predetermined plans, but manifested from simply being present and together in the most magical place. Find your moment at Walt Disney World Resort. Um, okay, so Charles, you have another pick. So I'm not going with the one that y'all talked about because I think the time travel in that movie sucks, to be honest. Uh, so, ooh, man, this is, this is hard. If you guys don't draft it, I'm going to have to draft it. I just let you no, know. No, no, no. Don't worry. Okay? <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. Do not worry. Now I'm, now I'm kind of like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to draft it just so y'all don't know. No. no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm yes. doing Avengers Endgame. That's a, that's a villain move. I'm doing Avengers Endgame because here's the thing. Like the way Jomi's list was setting up. I love it. I can't let you have it. I love it. It's not even the one it. I want to pick. Like, nah. But fuck it. Like we're doing it. Avengers Endgame. I don't even okay. like the time travel in that movie, but I'm Do trying right. to win the draft. There you that's go. Crazy. Win, right. it, look, look, win. I'll be honest with look. you. Having T2 and Endgame on the same team is probably, he's going to be tough to beat tough. now. I'm definitely just, not going to beat him. I'm definitely not going to beat him. because I the, can't beat him you anymore. Have back, no, you have Back to the Future. Like, you oh, can bro, play a... The next couple of fucking movies that I draft, 
are going to be like the next couple of movies that I draft. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So right. The next couple of ones that I draft, you got two of the 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 greatest films ever made. I have one of the greatest films, but we're we're going down a rabbit hole. Uh, Great. I mean, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really fall off a cliff like that, like. No, wait, yeah. no, you just get into movies that you love at this point. These are, no, there are some great ones still on the board. Like, I yeah. had ones that were actually, like, my the ones in my heart. But, like, if we're going to be honest, I'm like... You didn't pick the one in your heart, though. Here's the thing. You the just, audience don't give a fuck the about pick. the heart. They don't care. Like, we're trying to win this. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I'm going to go with Endgame. Joey. What? You all listen what? to this. No, no, no. Hold on. People listen to this pod, right, and, and understand what Charles just did, right? It's not about his heart. It's not about... <laughs> You know the the you know trying to trying to be the best he can be. He just trying to he just she just trying to win. You know what's what wrong with that? That's what he always win. does. What are you talking about? Nah, nah, man. You gotta you know what I'm saying. That's all right. Show me no whoa whoa whoa. Tell me just do what you're about to do. You can't be making. Right. Listen. You know you attack Steve for picking Edge of Fucking Tomorrow. What do you want us to do? Pick our heart or win? What do you want? Listen, there's a lot of game left. You know, we there's, there's so left. much here. A lot Jesus. of game left. You Jomi, know, stop. It's kind of like a, I thought like a like a little bee. I mean, he stole my <laughs> pick. Like, okay. I don't know what you want. To, I want you. I don't know what you want me to do. Like, he, right. like you know. So make your uh, pick, Johnny. Where's you going to now? All right. Well, you know, I I was gonna take Avengers Endgame, but because you know Charles is tired of losing, you know, multiple drafts in a row. Uh, what are you talking about? Hmm. I just won a draft the other day. Which one? Which one? Name it. Which one? You can't Which one it. we did? We were tied. It was like 50-50. Yeah. I was like 700 years ago, Charles. Uh, <laughs> that was literally the last draft we did. All right, pick whatever. That, it wasn't. <laughs> I blew the other draft. The uh, fucking draft your movie. Just pick a movie, Jomi. Dog, I'm stalling, bro. This <laughs> do what you're about to do. <laughs> did your whole you know wait, what? Did your whole strategy hinge it, on you picking Endgame? Nuked it. You nuked it. Just completely nuked it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick in the superhero realm. Uh, I mean, fuck. All right, I'm just gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Days of Future Past. Okay, it's a good movie. Okay, I'm gonna go with Days of Future Wait, Past. Wait, really though? Well, you don't get to say jack shit. Second guess every single person's pick. You like fucking Mel Kiper. Like every time somebody, oh, every, every, every time somebody, about Back to the Future. Every, every time something about Back to the Future. That was an objectively correct choice. I, I tell you what, this is not what this team needed. They needed <laughs> on the first day. They needed help really on the line. They needed help on the line. Think about it right now. You have your franchise quarterback, but let the league in sacks two years in a row. When is this team gonna address the up front in the line? I tell you what, I, I I don't know what to do. I don't know what they're thinking up there. I'm sorry, you know I, I won't say anything about anybody. No, fuck no. it, uh, fuck it. I'm not saying shit. You All have right? to. It's part of the draft. Okay. Uh, so uh, you drafted what again, Jeremy? X Men: Days of Future Past. Okay, can I say something about this movie real quick? So, so this is one of these movies that I feel like over the years. Its reputation has taken a little bit of the of a hit when Days of Future Past first yeah. came out. I think everybody was in lockstep, or there was consensus that it was maybe the best of the X Men movies um, that came out. And I'm not sure what it is if it's because of Logan or if it's because it what it didn't successfully like reboot and re 
do whatever the entire time. I don't know what it is, but it seems like over time, people are less jazzed about the movie than they used to be. Am I wrong? Oh, no, you're 100% right. Yeah, people you're 100% were going right. insane for this movie. Like, it was... Like, imagine, like... I, I like First Class. Like, I think First Class is, like, very good, but it was... When you went to see First Class, it was more so be like, oh, shit, like, they did it. All right, good movie. And then you get Days of Futures Past, and you're just like, is there more gas in the tank? I think... Do you guys think if this was the last Fox X-Men movie that we got, it would be remembered more fondly? Not that it's a, this is a great movie, but because it was not the last, we tend to just group it in with the other X-Men movies now? I think that's an interesting point. Maybe. Because I, was, I expected that movie to be the last time I saw Wolverine. Yeah. And it, it wasn't. They actually bought Wolverine back. Definitely wasn't. They, and they Patrick bought, Stewart. Like, yeah. They, and so, I don't know. Perhaps, maybe you have a point. Uh, like I'm not sure, but I remember we were talking a little while ago and we were discussing Days of Future Past and people weren't as high on it. I just remember when everybody was obsessed with the movie. So maybe they diluted it a little bit with some of the stuff they did after. Uh, Boys, what do y'all think? I, 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 would th- I would think that this is probably the start of the X-Men franchise actually becoming a meandering mess until Logan shows up. Or until like the final two Wolverine movies show up. Really? Yeah, I think so. Well, not to say that this is bad, but it's more of the like, okay, it ends with the idea of like, all right, maybe we're going to soft reboot the X-Men entirely. Maybe we're going to actually like reset a timeline and do something incredibly new and all that stuff. But now it's just kind of like, but then after that, we kind of just start to like meander as to what the new type of mutants or new stories that we're going to tell with these mutants are going to be. Until we kind of just get back to the tried and true, okay, let's tell a Wolverine story and make two of them good. Um, not to say that this was like, it, it kind of in a way broke the idea of a big tentpole team-based X-Men film, the last one that was decent and the last one that probably had like an ensemble element to it that was handled well. Mm, okay. I mean, I do kind of think that the way I looked at X-Men Days of Future Past was that the movie was actually cleanup for a franchise that had lost its way. I thought it was a return to form. Um, Because, you know, there were movies in between there. I mean, at at a certain point, the Fox X-Men situation was exactly like Marvel is now. They were just, it was whack. And it was it was X Men Origins Wolverine, which well, I kind of dig. It was that, oh and then it was uh, it was the Last Stand, and even the Wolverine, which is a movie that I like, but it wasn't a movie good enough to make people go, okay, these movies know what they want to do, right? Um, but I don't know, I don't know. Maybe I'm it, also it, also really quick. Do you guys also think it's the MCU of it all? Like probably. the minute we the minute we knew that the X Men were going to be part of the MCU at one point the other movies just start to take on a different patina. You know what I mean? It's possible. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Probably. Steve, don't disappoint with your second pick. Where are you going? Okay. I think, uh, again, I kind of like when, I like it when time travel movies get weird. And I really do love it when time travel movies are like thinking outside of the box and playing with themselves to the extent of a good thriller. Um, one of my favorite filmmakers in the world is Terry Gilliam. And I think 12 Monkeys might be one of his best movies ever. 
I love 12 Monkeys, Bruce Willis, Brad Pitt. They're stopping a deadly virus from destroying the world. Bruce Willis goes back in time. Maybe a peak Brad Pitt performance. It's one of my favorites, and everybody else thinks it's lame. So... Who's seen 12 Monkeys in this in this chat? I haven't even seen it. It's just, it's more so like, this could have been your fourth pick. Like, once again. Again, don't worry about my fourth pick. I don't worry about my fourth uh, pick. Wait, can I just ask, like, this is just, as your friend and colleague. Yes. When you're drafting, are, in the back of your mind, are you worried that somebody else will take these? Like, in your no. mind, are you like... No, not at all. Oh, okay. Not at all. <laughs> this makes me love you more. Yeah, of course. I, I draft with full confidence. It's just more of like what, what my order is going to be. I'm going to go watch 12 Monkeys, but okay. Yeah. 12 Monkeys is a good movie. Van, have you seen it? Come on. Of course I've seen 12 Monkeys. Okay. Is it good? Yeah. So, is it good? It's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's great. That's Tom Cruise crazy is going back in time to like kill a deadly virus. Everybody's underground. Uh, like the world is covered in ash. And part of the movie... Part of the movie, you're not sure if Bruce Willis is insane or yeah. if he actually did time travel. You know what I mean? So it's it's a real freaky movie. And it, it was during the time that it came out was when I'm coming into, what is this, 96? Something like that? I think it's 95. 95? So I just remember the, yeah, the, the hubbub over the movie was like insane. Was a big time player that year. It's a big deal, huge deal, great movie. Um, Did, have he, you seen this one, Jomi? I wasn't even born when the movie came out. <laughs> you weren't born when a lot of things happened. But when, no. but like, I honestly like Terry Gilliam like makes like unashamedly like grimy and ugly movies, and everything is kind of looked at with this lens of like being like twisted and weird and not nice and clean. And this, this along with like Brazil is one of his movies where like it's, it's I bleak. Love Brazil too. Brazil is so good. Yeah. But like, it, like it's a story that like while uh, it's about hope and like changing the past, but like the, uh, the idea of when time travel puts people on a sort of a set of tracks that will like, like make a sort of self-fulfilled destiny. It answers that question and then ponders it again come the end. Um, I love it. It's wonderfully flawed, but super, super good. Uh, Brad Pitt's insane in it. Uh, a lot of great stuff in this. I, I Twelve Monkeys. Watch 12 it. Monkeys. Love it. Okay. Um, you, got, you got two picks, Ben. So there are a lot of movies on the docket here that could be chosen. Okay. But I'm going to do something for two reasons. Number one, I love this movie. I saw it at the, at the TLC Chinese theaters, okay? Um, great sound for this movie. Deep, deep sound in this film. Uh, the movie has an epic feel. It's about time travel as used to save this planet. It's, it's sweeping. It's amazing. If you it's take this, deep. I'm so mad. It took me a couple of different times to even understand some of the time travel in the movie. And I'm hoping that Anne Hathaway oh, no! and Matthew McConaughey Fuck. have reunited oh. on this planet and have a bunch of little babies. I'm going with Inter-Fucking-Stellar. Perfect. All right? God I'm damn. going with Interstellar. God. I can't Ooh. believe that you guys 
Still let the movie be on the board. Charles picked Endgame. Charles, this is what I like. Charles is literally like Shiv Roy right now <laughs> because he made the right choice, but he still <laughs> lost his heart, right? He made the right choice. Uh, did you know Interstellar was like, this was the one I was like, no one's picking it. Like, this is the jam. I definitely wasn't picking Murph, it. Murph, Murph! <laughs> Wait, hold on. Interstellar is a fucking fantastic movie. I mean, they're probably more iconic time travel movies. Um, my last two, no, you guys are not going to pick them. Maybe. But, but it... No, you but people don't think won't. about this as a time travel. I feel like people think of this as a space movie, but it is more a time travel movie when you like really sit down. With it. I'll be honest. I, I really don't mess with Interstellar. I think that this was the turning <laughs> point for me with Christopher Nolan. I think he was just getting up his own ass. Wow. Fuck like, out of here, he's Steve. always in the bookshelf. Wow. Uh, like, come on. <laughs> Like the in the sand and the sand no, the Morse code. No. Wait, you didn't get it. Two and a half hours. Message, come on. When he sent in the message to Murph, like, you didn't cry, bro? No. Really? Steve, it's it's, 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 it's so serious. And it, like, no, it, it, like, for some reason, like, it, it, it got into my brain where, like, uh, like it's, it, it, Nolan takes himself way too seriously now. And I feel like this is probably like a fan base thing. This is like a film Twitter thing where the legions of his devotees are like way too into his shit. And to me, Interstellar was just like a fine movie at best about like the space concept of time travel and all that <laughs> shit. And I'm like, he's just in a fucking bookshelf. Like, whatever. Steve, like, I don't let me care. ask you a question. What's better, Interstellar or Tenet? I mean, Interstellar is better than Tenet. But okay. like making sure because I, I there's I legible were... dialogue in Interstellar. So um, is Tenet? Wait, really quick. Is Tenet better on second watch? Because I saw it in the movie theaters once, and I was just like, I was so pissed. Can't be honest with you. I'm not smart enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm sorry. I'm not again. Smart but enough. this is the thing. Like I, it's all, great all on a first to, watch. How about that? But like, like the first all Nolan knows is like little no. tiny script tricks that like are, are starting to wear thin. Like you see the prestige and then you see every single movie that he does afterwards. And it's like all structured that same way. Wait a minute, where like wait, all wait he minute, does is like give you. So wait, you don't you don't like in, you don't fuck with Inception. No, Inception's good. But like, again, it starts to like wear off once we get past Dark Knight Rises. Like the shine like is starting to wear off. I, obviously, I, you can't really disagree. It. it I think part of the charm in Interstellar to me was that they took the science of the movie so seriously. Now, I'm not saying that all the science checks out because I don't know about that stuff, but I know that like they got with Kip Thorne and all of that stuff, and they took the science of the movie very seriously. However, I, the thing I'll say about Interstellar is that the scope and the emotion of the movie is enough to pull you through to the end of the film if you don't completely understand it. And I think that's where Nolan has lost himself. At its, at its core, Interstellar is about a father and his family and him trying to save the world for them. Inception, same thing. Inception at its core is about a dude who has lost his wife in the most unspeakable way because of what he does and him trying to get back to his family. So even if you don't really get Inception, there's enough that you can glom that that you can glean from it to where the narrative and the feeling and the performances can pull you through and then it's cool enough. I think Nolan lost that because Tenet doesn't have any of that. 
Yeah. Right? I mean, Tenet is like, so I think he kind of lost that. I would argue um, that Dunkirk doesn't even have that. Yeah, like, but Dunkirk is just a badass movie, though. But the, and that's the thing, though. Like, I, I feel like Nolan like makes movies that, like, oh, if only these pesky humans weren't in my movie, and I could just make cool like stopwatches of films with like interesting cuts and like story tricks that play with each other, rather than have to deal with human emotion that actually propel us through a story. When it's great, obviously, it's amazing because those two things intertwine perfectly. But like, man, did Interstellar lose me? Okay. Uh, my next pick yes. is a movie I'm not sure that all of you guys have even seen, but it's a movie about a man who is in a place. And then he becomes in another place. <laughs> and when he is in this place, it is a long time ago. And he is fighting off hordes of the undead. It is a movie that I love. Is it is a movie that I cherish. Army of Darkness. Ooh! Oh hell okay. yeah! Army of Darkness. Let's is my go, next buddy. Pick. All right, Army of Darkness. I'm loving it. Okay, Ash, Sam Raimi. All right, the type of sequel that completely sets things off. Oh yeah! Like I love the pairing of these guys. The the New Evil Dead was too much. All right, it's scary. Okay, yeah. it's like, I, Gross, like okay, it was, it was like, it's like, uh, it, it saw it, but I can watch the old ones because it's like, oh, you know, shit doesn't look that real. They gave the same horror master new school effects, and it hurt Van. He couldn't really <laughs> watch it. It was very scary. Okay, but my third pick, Army of Fucking Darkness. First of all, how many of you guys have even seen it? Yes, I have seen, I've seen it. Yet. It is awesome. It is a great, great, Fucking great movie. Fantastical, baby. Sequel to Evil Dead 2, but like he just gets sucked into a portal at the end of Evil Dead 2, and then he's thrown into medieval times. Mm-hmm. And then there's just an army of zombies, and he's got to basically be the warrior of time. And he's got all kinds of different weapons and rigs. It's just, it's amazing. I love Army it's of Darkness. Funny, one of my movies. It's goofy, it's action packed, it's great. I like one. I probably I, I go back and forth between Evil Dead Two and and that between being the best and that like original Evil Dead trilogy, um, but it's like an adventure film. It's not even a horror film. By, by contrast to Evil Dead Two, yeah, they completely changed the way that they made the movies, which was like at that point I wouldn't say that it was much of a of a of a chance because those movies existed sort of in niche. They never became huge mainstream entities, but. It was just kind of that era of filmmaking where a guy like Sam Raimi just do what the fuck they want to do. Just take it like up the fucking ante and put the movie back in the day and kill a bunch of the fucking undead. I love Evil Dead. I love Great. Evil Dead. I love Army of Darkness. Fantastic inspired pick. Love you for that, fan. All right. Where are we at now? It's me. I want to take it to the 80s too. Joe, what is that look on your face? <laughs> Joe, like what the last- the last like eight movies have been movies like I've not only except for like Interstellar, <laughs> not only that I've never heard of them. I wasn't even alive when they came out. Well, great, you got a lot of homework to do because you got some great movies to see, including this one. Uh, I this this is like when I when I think back on this, I'm like this is like a fun, dumb school field trip with two burnout guys that just want to have Damn. a good time and learn some history. 
Damn. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Fuck. Is one of my favorite time travel movies. I thought this movies. would be the fuck out here. God I'm taking. Man. I'm taking some of the like golden era of like just fuck around with Socrates and fuck around with Napoleon and Socrates and Genghis Khan fucking around in a in a sporting goods store. It's great. He's on a skateboard. Like Beethoven is like killing it on the god damn. Yeah, and then they all bring it back to the talent show and they and they save the day. It's fucking great. Yeah, like a ten year old Keanu Reeves. It's great. I love it. I'm, t- I'm tempted to draft a sequel now. I know nobody will draft that. But, but I Bogus really, Journey? I, Bogus I, Journey's I, fun, too. <laughs> I really wanted it. I really Wait, wanted why don't you... It. Let me ask this. Van, why don't you pick Bill and Ted over Interstellar? Because he doesn't think like me. Well, I didn't think... <laughs> the reason why I didn't pick Bill and Ted over Interstellar is because I like Interstellar more than Bill and Ted, and I wanted to fuck with you. Is <laughs> it, 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 another reason why I know that you wanted Interstellar and Damn. because you sold yourself out for Avengers Endgame, which is so poetic, I it had really to, is. I, it's so poetic. Whoa, y'all guys! I got it's picks. So, I got picks. Left. That's, it, that's so, some loser so, behavior, though. So poetic. So poetic. I had to give you. I got beeswax, baby. So right. I gave. Right. So I, yeah, there you go. I got some. All right, let's go. Uh, all right, it's it's my turn. So oh, I, will, I, will say, I would like to say something real quick. I would like to remind you guys that television shows are eligible. Nobody's really picked a TV show yet, so I'm just making sure I remind you guys of that. I'm rocking with this. <laughs> sticking with the movies. I'm rocking with this movie. Um, it was just like it was one of those things where they were like, "Oh, you gotta, you gotta check this out, man. You gotta, you gotta lock in." I was like, "I don't know, man. We'll, we'll see. I'm not doing nothing. Let's, let's lock in." And I left the theater going like, wow, this is really incredible. What a film. Okay. Starring Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner. Arrival. Great. Great movie. Great film. Great. Great. Great Great film. Great movie. Nobody gives a fuck about it. It's a really a good. It's really a. It's now really hold on, good, hold on now. Wait, wait a minute. It, it's really, it's really, a, it's really a good movie. No, hold on. It's really a good movie. It's a it's fantastic. Re- movie. It's a fantastic. Nobody gives a eight eight Academy Award nominations. Hey, bro. No, it, niggas, it's niggas great. forgot about that shit, bro. I'm gonna be real with you. Like every, it, it, it's a great movie that they people forgot almost immediately after it came out. Uh, let me tell you what, uh, Denny Villeneuve uh, batting a thousand for every movie that he's directed, pretty much. Like, can I can I run down his filmography real quick? Because like I think he's made some of the best movies that I've ever seen. Twenty fifteen, Sicario. Twenty thirteen, Prisoners. Twenty sixteen, Arrival. Twenty seventeen, Blade Runner. Twenty forty nine, and then Dune Part One and Two. Like, yeah. I, not a bad movie in the bunch. Yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing. I, what, I would am, give me how many movies is that? That's one, two, three, four, five, six. So, would you say that he's six for six? Uh, well, if, if, if six being Dune Part Two, I'm going to assume that that's going to be good. Try to think of this is a this is um uh, uh exercise for the Midnight Mob and the Midnight Riders and for the Midnight Boys because we talked about four movie runs before people brought them up. About four movie runs. Think about six movies to start a career. It's an arbitrary number, but I got to thinking about it when I looked at this back. It's an arbitrary number six. It's like whatever. But mm. think about six movies to start a career. Start to start a career. 
I don't Nine know. Nine in a row at any point. Six yeah. movies to because I can give you guys that had six just going fucking nuts. Right. Who's that? All right, let's go. Guys who had six movies in a row? No, I know. No, like who are your top? Oh, um, like I, I would say Spielberg. Right. Had, you mean had, directors, just directors? Directors. Yeah, I would yeah, say yeah. Spielberg had a run. I would say Scorsese had a run. Uh-huh. Um, now it depends on how people might feel about The Last Temptation of Christ. I think it's a great movie. But I think Scorsese had a run. I think Kubrick didn't make very many movies, but I could argue that if we're talking about six movies to start a career, that he would be there. True. You know what I mean? What about um, PTA? He, he has a six in a row. Let's look. Like six to start a career? Hard eight, Boogie Hard Nights. Eight, Hard eight, Magnolia. Hard eight, Boogie Nights, Magnolia. Punch Truck Love. Punch Truck Love. See, that's going to be the one that's going to stick for a lot of people. I love the movie. I no, think it's, it's a good innocent. movie. It's yeah. a weird movie, but it's a good. And then There Will Be Blood, The Master. That's like a. That's a that's six a movie run. What that's about Tarantino? You got six. Okay. So here's the thing. He does. Ooh, now, wait. One, wait, two, no. three, four. All right. Wait. All right, now, yeah. wait no, wait, no, wait. No, wait. No, wait. No, wait. Because you can make the case that Tarantino, you could take any four movie run that he has and it would be amazing. There is... When Jackie Brown came out back in the day, people didn't like the movie. That's a fact. It's a top, it's a top three Tarantino movie. And I've talked, to, I've talked to Bender about this, right? Like, people didn't like the movie. Tarantino's movies are so cool that people gravitate to them almost automatically, right? Almost right away, right? And it was different with Jackie Brown. It took people a second to realize just how great of a movie it was. I always liked it. So when you hear people talk, now they're going to be like, oh, Jackie Brown is in the run of Tarantino movies. But then I just remember a bunch of people talking about it was too different from Pulp Fiction. It was whatever. They didn't like it as much when it came out then. That's all I'm saying. So do, you ding, so do you ding? Is it not part of the run for you then? It's part of the run for me. But I think there is a little revisionist history on how much, how much people like it. I think it's, his, I think it's his most watchable movie. Like, not his, not his best, but I think it's his most watchable movie. It's the movie to me that has the most heart, that has the most soul to it, that's the most cohesive story out of any of the movies that he's done. That to me. You know, I think there are movies that I like more, but I think it's his most watchable movie. Jackie Brown. That's what I would say. Uh, look at these great conversations that's coming from the draft. I love you. Yeah, okay. draft. Rival. All right, <laughs> All right All I right. got two more. You know what? I'm going to get a little... This is, to me, this, is a, this movie is a, is a movie every teenager needs to see. Uh, I'm going to get a little funky. Do I understand this movie? Not really. Donnie Darko. Do I love this movie? Yes. I'm going Donnie Darko. I think Don- <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with Donnie Darko? You don't like Donnie Darko, man? I do. I'm scared of it. <laughs> the bunny's nuts. The bunny bunny's is nuts. nuts. The bunny's nuts. That's not what that, you want. Bro, that, they bullied me into watching that. And I, <laughs> I don't like and it. I, and I watched the movie. I'm like, yo, man, why y'all looking at this? Like, that movie is depressing and brooding and weird and a fucking bummer, bro. That's a scary... Bummery there were a couple movie, movies bro. in the '90s where we're like, "Are we okay as as a as a as a people?" Like it was like this, like Requiem for a Dream. Like we were just like really on the downer shit. And this movie, you have to think about it. This movie 
it's made before it, but it comes out right after 9-11. So could you imagine like the national mood? And then you're just like, oh, let me like watch Donnie Darko. Yeah. Mm. Not great. <laughs> it it was uh so this movie did didn't come out in the 90s, but I get what you're saying. It was like a 90s sensibility. But like when it when it came out, it, I never remember the movie going to theaters, but it was one of those Suicide Kings-like movies that everybody was talking about. Hey, you got to go rent Donnie Darko no, and watch it. Didn't, it. it didn't. I don't think it had a really small run because you have to remember they have the plane in the movie. And because yeah. it comes out around 9-11, there was like, that was that moment in time where people weren't really, if there was plane crashes in the movie, if there was stuff, it was like, I think that's a pretty big part of its like history of why it became such a cult classic because you really could not see it in theaters for that long. Yeah. And I like uh, I watched it, and it it bummed me out. I like it's a good movie, but it, I, I'm scared of the movie. Like if I see it, if I see Donnie Darko, like if I see it, like if I'm on YouTube, YouTube TV or something, and Donnie Darko is on, it like I have an anxiety reaction. <laughs> like, I'm not, I, I, like I do. It's a great movie though. It really is. It's it's a tough one though. All right, whose turn is it now? All right, so I got one more pick. Damn. Uh-huh. All right. Here's the thing. The one I will pick, because I don't think any... I'm not going to pick this one, but shout out to this. Ryan Johnson's Looper is a fucking... Fantastic. Bro! Looper's... Wait, is that your pick, Steve? That was going to be it, yeah. No, I'm not going to pick it. Steve, you can have it. No, you see. don't just say that. You can't just no, say you're it, I'm not going to pick Looper. Pick. I'm not, because I don't know... I don't know how many Looper heads are out there, for real. Like, I don't know how many... Why, why, why don't you just draft the fucking... What are no, you, No, because I have, I have something that's... I have something that's closer to me. I'm going to go TV show. Okay. okay. This was like when I was in middle school, high school, and I was starting to get like just adult humor. I was going through a phase, just got done with The Simpsons. I think Futurama is one of the Futurama. greatest. Co- oh, is one of the greatest cartoons yeah. we have. Like it's left on, but like Futurama has one of the best. Just like runs as like a like an adult comedy. Just. Futurama is so fucking good. I remember, do you guys remember seeing the, uh, what's the name of the episode with, with his dog that waits for him? Yeah. Futurama Jurassic Bark. Jurassic Bark. Jurassic Bark. That shit destroyed me as a kid. I was just like, what the fuck, bro? So yeah, I'm going to go with my heart for one last one. I got to go Futurama. It's one of those shows that like, the, the degree of quality is like a baseline high like it's not that it's not to say that it doesn't have peaks or valleys, but like consistently, if you just keep re- rewatching season to season to season, like it is always good. It is always solid. Yeah, it's there not even like, like a. There really isn't like a lull or like a time when the show sucked or like this season was kind of whack or this season was great. Like it's consistently good. Oh, I agree. The Snoo Snoo episode, fucking, I can watch that today. So yeah. fucking funny. Yeah, I'm going Futurama, Jomi. You got the fourth pick. Where are you under? All right. So at this point, you know, I've you, you've ruined me, Charles. Wait, so, were you gonna pick Futurama? Decimated? No, but the the end game thing, I've 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 never recovered. <laughs> I will never financially recover from this. So I'm gonna go with the pick um, that's that's true to my heart. Um, uh, if you know me, if you if you really know me, you know I love me a good romantic comedy. Okay. Ooh, I, I know me. what you're going with. A good rom-com. And this one came out in, I want to say 2020. And Damn. it's one of the mo- one of the best recent romantic comedies come out in the last, oof, 
I, I, you could say like, you know, five, 10 years. Decades. I'm rocking, yeah. I'm rocking with Palm Springs. Great movie. Uh, Fantastic. Very, very good movie. It stars our guy, Andy Samberg, you know, and Christine Miliati from How I Met Your Mother. And there's just such a great banter about him. Such a great couple. It's also got the dude who plays Superman, I think, from your Lois and Clark show, uh, Van. So I know you locked in. Wait, is he the is he the groom? Uh, he's Abe. I I I think so. Camera over the top of my head. It's it's uh, it's been a second, but no, this is a great film. Like they spend the entire movie, you know, stuck in this time loop, and they've got a they they ended up falling in love over you know how many thousands of years. They spin a loop. It's incredible. It's fantastic. And I, I, I love it so much. I have to be honest with you guys. I hadn't thought about Jurassic Park in a long time, man. Yeah, that's a sad <laughs> one. Bro, I'm bruh, so sorry, man. That's about to break your heart. <laughs> bro, like I bro, I just got fu- I just I just got fucked up, bro. I just, like I hadn't thought about it in a long time, man. That it that that's among the saddest endings that I've ever seen. <laughs> Bro, where's Bozeman at? <laughs> <laughs> Hug Bozeman uh, right now. <laughs> yeah, man. Like that, that's tough. Good good pick, Jomi. Charles ruined the draft. <laughs> <laughs> On multiple occasions. On multiple occasions. Damn, y'all can't let me live. Okay. So I have to do a strategic pick now. Well, it's, no, oh, Steve, no, it's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. Okay, Steve, Steve, go one ahead. All right. Um, I'm between two picks, both of which I know nobody on this call has seen. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put everybody on some game right now. Uh, This is a a Spanish film uh, by the name of Time Crimes. The premise is a man has a wife and a family and a beautiful home, and he gets terrorized into going back in time an hour <laughs> and proceeds to fuck his life up for one hour. And I love this movie so much. It's twisted. It's weird. Everybody's laughing at me, giggling. I win my own personal draft. I had fun. I won. Steve Allman signing off for the time travel draft. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Steve! What's it, what's it called, man? It's called Time it's, Crimes. In, in Spanish, it's called Chrono Criminis. <laughs> 2007. All right. All right, so here's the deal. Let's, let's look. I'm talking about Nacho so, Velando, so. who also directed a great movie called Colossal with Anne Hathaway. I thought okay. this ain't the big pick, Steve. Like, damn. Can, no, man. You got to see this movie. Austin Powers, bro. Like, come <laughs> on, man. It was going to be that or Girl Who Left Through Time. So I got to say something here. I'm sure that time crimes is the shit, bro. Yes. Uh, yes. This is nothing about the quality is, of the movie. I'm, I'm, sure about the I'm picking a pick so that you guys can know about this movie. That's really okay, it. So you're trying this is, to, okay, this is so a you, PSA pick. You're doing a public service, Vance. Yes. Stop thinking about Jurassic Bark. Yes, stop like, thinking like, about you, Jurassic Bark. Start yeah. thinking about time crimes. Okay. Los Chrono Criminis. Criminis. Los Chronos Criminis. Yes. Okay, Steve, you're going with Jurassic. See? I'm, I'm thinking Bark. about I love dogs too much. I like So you're, you're going with time crimes. Time yes. crimes is what you're going with. Okay. 
Uh, I mean, Steve, this is your thing. This is on brand, baby. It's on brand for you. You know, he's weird with girls. Jordy LaForge. LaForge. (laughs) So do we, we probably don't have a video recording of when you made that pick, did we? Yeah, we did. It's a black black superhero draft. It's all online. Okay. So I just think that we need to put together a mishmash of the best moments in draft history. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's way at the top. And you've you've leaned into it. Yeah, you've leaned into it. And 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 I I can I can only be me. And goddamn, if time crimes <laughs> isn't a pick for me. Okay, cool. Time crimes. Let's Chronos times. Let's Chronos Let's Chronos Crimenes. Okay, time crimes. All right. So look, I'm gonna go with something next that I've never seen because a lot of the things that I what? said that I was gonna pick. Yeah, I'm gonna go with something I've never seen. I'm going. I'm doing this for Joe. Uh, a TV show. Oh man! No, 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 no! Hey, I'm not pandering. Oh, right now. Fuck out of here right now! No, this is your turn. No, 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 no! This how is this a Jordan LaForge? Wait a minute! How is this a Jordan? Because you're pandering. How am I pandering? This is this is worse than Avengers Endgame. You're pandering, bro. Exactly. This is picking Avengers Endgame. Okay, it's totally oh, it's totally above board. You can do it, but this is the same as Charles picking Avengers Endgame. This is worse. You've never even seen Doctor Who. You haven't haven't seen one second of it. (laughs) 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 I haven't seen one second of it. Literally, okay. Literally, all right. Literally, until I started talking to y'all, I thought Doctor Who was a spy. (laughs) I thought I thought that he was like a secret agent. I didn't know. I'm choosing Doctor Who. I've lost so much respect for you. Like, I never thought you would go this low. This I'm, is not, low. I'm not pandering. This is what I have to say. Looper is gone. No, it's not. Looper is still there. Oh, Looper is still there? Yeah, but you yeah. blew up that pick by just saying it. Yeah, like, so I thought that, so So I thought, so I now can't really choose Looper because you said Looper. Yeah, I would have chosen it if you didn't say anything. You can't be spoiling I'm sorry, I, just, I said Looper. I didn't know, I didn't know what this podcast was full of fucking Looper heads, all right? I thought yeah. we were a small group. Looper's fucking cool. The movies that I had on my board, Edge of Tomorrow, I'm really doing this to get back at Steve. Right. Edge of Tomorrow, <laughs> uh, fucking Bill and Ted. These were movies I really didn't think that you guys would pick. Oh, yeah. I'm a sniper. I, like, Bill and that. Ted was in, my, was in my top six. Bill and Ted was in your top six. Um, look, nobody picked the original Terminator. It could still be picked. I don't know. It's not out there. I don't want to pick it because T2 is so superior. All right. And there are other time travel movies, and th- but I don't have a TV show. I would like a TV show. So you I'm picked Loki. That is true. <laughs> well, you you have right that. there. Bro. You giving him help? No, don't help him. Not. I, no, it's I, like, I, no, nails I, in the coffin. It's no, Dr. Amend, nails in the coffin. <laughs> I amend my pick. No, no you can't amend it now. You can't amend it. No, fuck no. out of here. <laughs> fuck out of here. Our, you already said talk to you. We need a rule. Hey, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Technically, I never said uh, Doctor Who. No, no. Yes, you I know. never said Doctor Who. No, here's the thing. Oh, Judah, jump on. Don't pick jump on. Oh, Judah, jump on. Technically, I never said Doctor Who. No, you picked Doctor Who. I never said it. I thought this was post-game. I thought this was post-game. You picked your pick. I did. Did make, I make the? Did did I, did bring I, on a Doctor Who head here. Did, so I pick, weird. did I pick it? You did utter the name Doctor Who, though. I I said Doctor Who, but I said I've never seen Doctor Who. I didn't stand say my on pick your pick. Is Doctor stand Who. on your pick. Stand on okay. your pick. No, I'll stand on my pick. And Doctor Who. And it's by the way, it's it's it, Charles. If I have to take a, a a mushroom off your pizza, 
<laughs> it's like, it's still there. I should have, maybe maybe I should have picked Loki. I didn't have Loki on my board. I wanted all movies, and I wanted goddamn uh, motherfucking um, Bill, and Ted. Bill and Ted. Yeah. But I, I, I picked Doctor Who. Shout out to David Tennant. Shout out to Matt Smith. You're Shout reading a whole list. I'm not. I don't have any doctor. I, I don't have anything. Shout out to all. I just know that those guys were Doctor Who. Shout out to. <laughs> shout out to the black person that was Doctor Who recently, and it he changed. Is, yeah, it changed he, the world. He is about to be Doctor Who. He's, He's about, about to be Doctor Who. Jodie Whittaker was Doctor Who one time, right? Jo- Jody, shout out to Jody Whitaker, my one of my favorite Doctor Who's of all time. Choose Doctor Who. Live. Wait, so like let's let's actually go on the board. Like, what were the biggest movies? So you already said Terminator. No one picked Tenant, which why would you? Loki. I love Tenant, but it can't. can't no man, you can't do it. Here. Nobody not, picked Loki. Nobody picked. Picked any Austin Powers movies? I was I was gonna do that as a troll, but I was like, no, I wanted I wanted one more. I will say I, I will say as a group, the fact that Loki wasn't chosen is not going to bode well for the people that the people are gonna fucking go. How did Loki not get chosen? I mean, I mean we were just we were in a bit more of a movie mode this draft. I think that, I think that we were we were, and also Time Crimes was drafted. Yes, it was. So, Los Crudo put you, Los put you on game, guys. Watch that movie. I'm not about to go look at that shit. No, it's great. <laughs> I'm about to go watch Jurassic Bark with Bozeman. All right, so let's let's before we get into Million Dollar Baby Corner, let's go over everybody's picks. Mm-hmm. Van has Back to the Future, Interstellar, Army of Darkness, Doctor Who. Steve has Edge Tomorrow, 12 Monkeys, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and Time Crimes. Uh, Joey has Back to the Future Part 2, Days of Futures Past, Arrival, Palm Spring. I have T2, Endgame, Donnie Darko, Futurama, Arjuna. Can you come come on real quick? Out of the four, who had the best and worst showing in this draft? Uh, I mean, worst, I'm sorry, Steve. It's it's, got to be yours. (laughs) Don't you worry. Don't you worry about me. Shout out to all my who heads. Who that? <laughs> shout out to who all that? my Shout out to all my Shout out to all my Wooligans. Shout out to all my Wooligans. Do they got <laughs> Wait, do they got <laughs> Shout out to Hey, bro. Shout out to do all my Do they got who wear? Enter the who, 36 chambers. Into the Hootang shout out to hey, shout out to my Wooligans, baby. Who they shout, out there? Uh, who everybody? Shout out my people from England, you know what I'm saying? The Mandem, bruv. The Mandem. From the Emmy. Shout out to uh, <laughs> Daniel Kaluuya, Damson Idris, and the rest of my who that's, my hooligans, my niggas from day one. You feel me what I'm talking about? <laughs> Shut up. You know what I'm saying? Labor Party, bitch. All of that. Labor Party? <laughs> oh, my. So who won? Jesus Christ. Like, out of everyone, Arjuna. <laughs> uh, I think, Charles, I think you're going to win the public vote. I, think I don't know. Will. Van, can you please take us to the moment in the pod that we've been all waiting for? Okay, Twilight Twists, my friends. During last week's episode, Jomi revealed that he had never seen the 2004 classic Million Dollar Baby. This is a movie that was Oscar bait. Hilary Swank won an Oscar. It was directed by Clint Eastwood. Also starred Morgan Freeman and a young Anthony Mackie. Also had the dude from, uh, what's that movie? Where the DJ was what was his name? What's the guy's name? The the fucking guy, the other guy. DJ Qualls? 
No, not DJ Qualls. He, he's Michael like Pena? DJ Qualls. Not Michael Pena. The other guy, the nerdy oh. guy that got the, the, got socked up in the movie. What's his name oh, again? Oh, uh, uh, Jay Bruchel. Uh, yeah, who was in um, uh, Tropic Thunder. He's also in Tropic yes, Thunder. Yes, correct. Cool. Uh, the, the story is about an amateur boxer, Hilary Swank. She wants to be a boxer. She keeps, She's a waitress. She's from a small town. She keeps asking Clint Eastwood to train her. Train me, boss. Train me. And he doesn't want to do it at first because she is a, a lady, but then he trains her into a million-dollar baby. She goes on an intense winning streak, becomes one of the best female boxers, uh, one of the best boxers, period, that Clay Newswood has ever had. And then something happens at the end of the film, which is fucking wild. Jomi had never seen it before. Jomi, I want to ask you, what did you think about the movie prior to the twist? I was I was really rocking with it. I I was I you know I'm 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 locked in on all right, you know, of course he doesn't want to train her, you know, he's going to eventually train her so it's going to be fine and she's going to, you know, be the greatest boxer in the world. She's going to be like she's going to have the WBA belt and all the, you know, you know, super she's going to be the greatest boxer we've ever seen. She's going to hold all the belts. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be crazy. I can't wait to see the ending of this film. Wow. I can't wait to see her ascend to the top of boxing them. I was really, really excited to see that. Jomi, tell us what happened in yeah. the last In detail, in the tell us what happened and then yeah. how you felt. So, if you haven't seen the movie, she is finally getting her title fight. And she's fighting this uh, East German woman. They make sure to like let us know she's East German. And this lady fights super dirty, super dirty, uh, to the point where after the bell has been rung and the, both guys are going, both women are going to their corners, she punches Hillary Swank. She punches Maggie in the face. And Maggie, of course, not expecting it, you know, goes down. Uh, normally, that's all well and good, except for the fact that the stool that she used to sit on was also in that same corner, and she hits her neck on the stool. And um, yeah. is paralyzed from the neck down for the rest of the film. There are 40 minutes left in the movie. And Hilary Swank is in a bed for all of it. Uh, it is tough. It is jarring. It is completely fucking unnecessary is what it is. <laughs> Unnecessary. That's it, what the like, no, movie is about. No, it, it is completely like I was physically mad. All right, when I, I just like when I watched the movie, I ended up doing a movie with Hillary Swank after that, and she came around to actually sign copies of Million Dollar Baby for the people. Ain't nobody asked her, but she did it anyway. So look, it it she's a very nice lady, and I told her I think the movie is manipulative. <laughs> and I think the movie is un. I'm emotional. Y'all all know this. I'm emotional. I'm as we speak right now. I'm DMing the writer of the Jurassic Park episode. That's how, <laughs> I swear to God. I swear Jesus to God. Christ. I'm emotional. I didn't go to that motherfucking movie to have either a commentary or a discussion about euthanasia. Okay, so that's the part or, that got me. Or or, or, right? or B, to watch her get fucked up at the end of the movie out of nowhere. 
Like, I, I, it, it's the kind of thing that really gets under my skin. And I'm glad that you had to see it, Jomi, at almost the same age that I had to see it. Did you cry, Jomi? Did you cry at any point? So here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. I didn't cry when, like, her whole arc. I was just more dumbfounded and and just, like, I could not believe what I was witnessing. I was sad, obviously, but I was like, she was so close. She was right there. The part that got me, the part that got me, man, was when uh, was when old Clarence was was beating up danger in the in the in the joint in the in the in the boxing ring, bro. That that was that was cruel, man. Danger when he put the boy. when he put when he put the one glove on and started beating the shit. Uh, uh, when you talking about okay, so Clarence beat up mm-hmm. danger, yeah, and then uh, Morgan Freeman put on the one glove and then beat the shit out of Anthony Mackie's character. I yep. have a problem with that. What's the problem, Van? What's your problem with that? He called him the N-word. Uh, Danger called Clarence? Yeah. He was when in was Danger. When? Danger used to throw that N-word around. I mean, he I mean, at the beginning of the movie, he did it to uh what's it called? To, to I can't remember. Morgan Freeman. And Morgan Freeman, like, man, he he just came in. He just, you know, he got something. You know what I'm saying? Danger got a little something. Well, you gotta understand. Danger yeah. had to get what he deserved, bro. I don't Danger. know, man. I, look, my thing is you can't they, like something obviously not right with danger. You gotta let some stuff slide. You understand what I'm saying? I get it. Like, I can see what you're saying. You know, so you but, can't go up and beat on him like that. You gotta have some respect. You know what I mean? And for him to, to like, I'm about to DM Clint Eastwood. <laughs> oh my god, oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I am, bro. So, like, make make sure that your Avi is a chair emoji or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to I'm about to DM. I'm gonna because di- I tell you straight up, I'm glad you had to watch it. Charles, when you first saw Million Dollar Baby, did you, how, how, like what did you think the movie went from Rocky to an episode of Black Mirror, and it was like so quick and out of nowhere that her whole life, and then her family that comes was to the her family comes to the hospital. Oh and, my and, 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 and a universal, they don't even care. They don't, they don't even care. They go. They got they, the hats they, on. They went to Disneyland. Think about how like, I, bro. I'm in there. I'm like, okay. I get her family doesn't give a fuck, but you're gonna come to the hospital wearing all the merch that you just that you just got. The whole nine. It's just, bruh, the, when she takes the when she bites the tube, dog, that mm. movie is fucking rough, bruh. Brutal. It's rough for no reason. All right, here's to all right, to put it to you guys, I saw this movie, I think, when I was 11 or 12 at like my See? grandparents' house. And I was like, oh man, this is just like Rocky. It's gonna be a nice boxing movie. And then I just, like, have to sit there when she hits the, like, I was, like, dumbfounded. Like, I was just, like, this little kid being like, wait, what? This can happen when you're chasing your dreams? Yeah. Like, this is life? That shit fucked me up. You guys want to know, you're like, damn, what happened in Charles's life to make him this way? It was seeing a million dollar baby at, <laughs> at 10 years old and me so, like, nothing's yeah, worth pursuing. Like, so, look, so, imagine, imagine, like, at the end of Rocky, Rocky and Adrian are walking home in the streets of Philadelphia and then they get shot in the head by Meek Mill. Shout out Meek, man. Streets, shout out, shout out everybody in Philly, man. Shout out Philly, Philly, a tough place. That would be you know, all right. That would be more so Creed. And then Spider Punk needs yeah. to go back in time to save Rocky. And then he accidentally makes drill. No. <laughs> yeah, think about that. Like Creed. Like Creed, they walking home. Shout out to my man Tone Trump. Think about, remember when Tone Trump got into it. This is perfect. Think about it. And remember the original Creed when Tone Trump got into it with Creed? Remember that part? 
Yeah. Think about if Creed wins and then he's walking through the streets of Philly and Tone Trump's guys come back on him. Shout out to Tone Trump. He would right. never do that. And then put him in the hospital for the rest and then, of the movie. And then blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden, you're like, yo, man, why? Why would that happen? You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? Did y'all just- You're like, acting like this is not a good movie. It's still a good movie. It's just really bruh, sad. Bro. It's just bruh. so sad. Dog, they ruined it. Okay. No, they did it, bro. bro. They ruined we the wouldn't movie. Be, right, we wouldn't be it doesn't have a happy ending. It doesn't need to have a happy ending to no, be a good bro, movie. Bro, do you understand the fucking gulf of difference between a movie doesn't need... She could have lost the fight. And that <laughs> wouldn't have been happy. Do you understand the difference between... The gulf of difference between a movie doesn't need to have a happy ending and then watching the character break her neck and commit suicide. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you, like, do you understand? First of all. Does she bite her tongue well, off? Yeah. Yeah, yeah twice. Yeah. Twice. Bro, it's too much. And it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> oh, when, when lot. Clint Eastwood has to go to the hospital for the last time and do that shit, I so, was like, what? That was a part of the movie that, like, really, like, I was like, all right, she breaks her neck. She can't walk. Like, that's tough. But when she's like, you remember what my daddy did for Axel? And I was like, nah, bro. You can't ask him to do that, man. Yes. That's After the, all that, that, you can't ask him to do that, It's like a totally bro. different movie. It's Dr. Kevorkian. <laughs> he has to kill... He's killing his daughter. Like, that's what, like... Yeah, and exactly. you're like, oh, this is his daughter? And they're like... The movie's like, all right, you're going to watch a father kill the most important person in his life. And I was just like... What all right, what happening? do we all... Real quick, we got to go. What do we all rank Midnight Baby on the Midnight Meter? Jomi, you can go first. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> It's a, it's a it's a ten. It's a ten. It's a ten for me. It's a ten. Steve, uh, like the nine. Like it's rough, but like it's good. Like there's a reason that it really made great, the man. Oscar run. Like it's sad, but man, Charles, it's a nine. It's a one. Never in my life. I don't like being fucked and with no. like that. And I'll never no. in my life ever. Ever look at that motherfucker again? Ever. Like, ever. The movie is great, okay? It's a one emotionally for me. And in my, in my mind, I'm going to go with a nine, all right? I'll, I'll put this on the same level as a Across the Spider-Verse. Just above <laughs> Matrix Jesus Resurrections. Christ. Just above Matrix Resurrections. Solid Bringing eight. Bringing that back. A oh hard eight. Um, that was fun. We should, we should, you know what we should do? <laughs> we should like just throw more random movies in. More bullshit it, movies. Just like, try like twists. Like what is, we all need to figure out what are the movies we haven't seen with like really good twists. And then be like, yo, just go, nobody spoil it for us. Like, what's time crimes on the midnight meter? <laughs> I'm not looking at time crimes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. We done. All right. That is a wrap. What a fun episode. Follow us on socials, Insta, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Save Jomi's job. This Friday, mid-edition, is going to review Transformers Rise of the Beast. I got to be honest with you. I'm more excited for the mid-edition pod than I am actually for the movie. I'm going to go see the movie. I'm not going not gonna to go see it, but this pod might be the pod that breaks up the mid boys. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be so honest on this pod, and Jomi's no, going to have to hold me back. Because you don't have any understand a scope or vision. Oh, That's shit. really what it is. You oh just don't God. understand what what is going on in these films. Jessica's gonna have to break up the fight. The first, her first day, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Jessica's gonna make 
Uh, I wouldn't say her debut. I don't know. Have we heard Jessica on anything yet before? No, this is going to be her Ringerverse debut. Ringerverse Hell debut yeah. for Jessica Clemens. Not her Ringerverse debut. She's incredibly smart and has done a lot of other stuff, but she's making her Ringerverse debut on the Minute Edition podcast. Monday, the House of R will be building their best Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man. So my best Spider-Man real quick is Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Ooh. Bet you guys didn't think that. Ooh. Solid pick. Sam Raimi as the director. Ew. Ew. Oh, daddy. Vulture is the villain. Oh. Uh. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, next Friday, the Midnight Boys will return to talk about the greatest superhero movie ever. Uh, it's, a pre, it's a pre It's a pre-10 on the Midnight Meter. I'm right. giving it a pre-10, which is The Flash. All right? The Flash, is, that's next Friday. You guys, there's some takes that are, that are about to be flying these next couple of weeks. We're, we're building up to Secret Invasion in a couple of weeks. There's some takes that are about to be flying. The Flash movie, we might go three hours. I don't know. But we have to talk about it all. We have to talk about the narrative behind the movie, all the stops and the starts, the whole deal. That's going to be a packed podcast of PP. Don't miss it, baby. All right. Uh, credits. Our producer is Steve, the architect, Almond. Jomi, the explainer at Dinner On is on socials. Uh, hashtag Million Dollar Jomi. Hey! Hey! An additional production from Arjuna Rangapal. Uh, before we sign off, I want to tell you guys something. This Saturday at the Applebee's in Chatsworth. Oh, my God. At 3 o'clock, I'm going to be there. Rachel Lindsay's going to be there. Jomi is going to be there. Steve might be there. Steve is getting to be a little bit like Arjuna where he doesn't come to the things that he's What are you talking about? I just said I'll show up. What are you talking That's, about? Okay. So we're going to be there just throwing back some $10 uh, uh, rum buckets at Applebee's in Chatsworth. Anybody that's listening is free to pull up. You guys are free to pull up and join us. I'll buy you a $10 rum bucket. We're getting it in. For what reason? I don't care. My goal is to spend $1,000 at Applebee's. That's my goal. <laughs> That's oh. my goal. My goal is to spend a thousand bucks at Applebee's. Just give me all do. of those potato skins, and I'll make I'll make you hit that goal. Potato skins, skinny skins, skins, whatever. All right, um, Charles, take us out. Van was pandering with that Doctor Who pick, and Avengers get Endgame. I was a little out of line, but it can't be any worse than Steve picking time house. <gasps> 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 All right, are we going ha- to have the debate that Jomi started yesterday? What started? Okay, so, we, so we're, we're, we're talking about what movies are time travel movies, and we're trying to figure out the rules of the draft so you know, we have a clear understanding of what's going on today. And a movie that c- came up when you look at time travel movies is Jumanji, right? The original Jumanji with Robin Williams and, and Kristen Dunst. Not is a time, time travel movie. Like, is it? Well, so here's the thing, right? At the end of the movie, he goes back 30 years or however long it is. And then the movie diverges into two separate timelines, right? The one where he didn't come back and they did all the Jumanji ventures and the one where he did and they live a nice life. And then apparently they adopt Christian Dunst and her brother, mm-hmm. allegedly. Like there's, it's very, you know, he, he literally travels back. Like the movie starts with him traveling all the way back to the jungle period of Earth. 
right? And then him coming back. Like, I don't know. I think it technically, like, it's really deep in the weeds, but it is a time travel. I would say no. It is, here's the thing. It is a movie with time travel elements, which is different than a time travel movie. Because here's here's the thing, Jomi. Here's the thing, Jomi. You said that at the end of the movie... He goes back in time. Well, at the be- but at Here's the beginning the- of the movie, he goes back in time. No, he doesn't. Right? So where did no, you go? Stop, stop. Where did you go at the beginning of the movie? No, you didn't travel back in time in well, the where, beginning of the movie, and that's where not did the impetus go? for Wait, the no, movie. He gets, he, gets stuck, he gets stuck in the board game, which is yes. basically stuck in time. He that's is stuck. Well, here's stuck in time. Here's what I would here's what I would argue here. Here's what, what I would argue here. They did not have the goal of completing Jumanji with the idea knowing that he was gonna go back to fix everything. But he did. So no, I'm here's the, here's what I'm talking about. The thing that we've been ch- saying is going to be justifying the idea of time travel movies is the fact that time travel is instrumental to the plot of the movie to start. Okay, so if you don't get stuck in time, the movie don't happen, right? Jumanji puts you in a pocket dimension where when you finish the game, you automatically reset to when you weren't playing it. That's what that's the rule is now. And they started and they started the game like 30 years, 40 years after the fact because he was wrong. stuck in the game. I would say so no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, I kind of feel like, you know, I just kind of feel like it's tight. Kind of feel like we got out of the conversation. Time crimes. You know? Los Time c- crimes. Plus, Konoro Kimenez. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kids' education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and empower what's next. Start today at empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Oh, contraire, you're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the Golden Collection at UGG.com. 